welcome to Book Pile Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah and Kim. And today we are going to discuss our rapid reads, A Psalm for the Wild Belt, which this is by Becky Chambers and was published in 2021 by Tor.com. A Psalm for the Wild Belt won the Hugo Award for Best Novella and was also nominated for the Nebula and Luke Locus Award. Locus. Uh, this is Becky's second time winning the Hugo Award. She previously won it for the Wayfarer series. She's known for being a science fiction author and has been fascinated with space since she was very young due to her family's passion for space. Her parents are an astrobiologist and satellite engineer. The plot is when robots and AI gain sentience, a choice was made to allow them to go off on their own and discover life without the yoke of humanity. Thousands of years later, sibling Dex is struggling to find their purpose in life. They decide to become a traveling team monk, responsible for offering the perfect blend and a listening ear to people who need it. But, still unfulfilled, sibling Dex heads out into the wilderness no one really goes into, and in the process meets the robot, splendid, speckled moss cap, who has decided it is time to see how humanity is doing. <laughs> like that Sorry. name, Kim? <laughs> I do. <laughs> okay, so we'll start with you. What did you think of this, Kim? I like this book. It's, it's, it's a sweet little book. Um, it's idealistic, which, you know... I can take that or leave it. Um, Cause do I ever think if we're talking about humanity, which we're not, this is a, another planet um, humanity would never just let the robots go off and live their present little life and give up half the world to them. And, and, and we're all going to just live separately and, and we're not going to totally abuse these, these things that we've created because humanity they're ours. We created them. We get abuse them. Um, but I, I like being able to read something that is a little ideal, idealistic. So I enjoyed it. So, and I didn't include this in the intro for anyone who isn't familiar. This is being classified as what is considered cozy fantasy, um, which is a newer terminology, I believe. Kim, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't. Yeah, it's not really... something I ever heard for yeah. this year. Um. And for anyone who's like, what in the world is a cozy fantasy? The idea is a cozy fantasy is, a, they we're used to calling it low stakes, but the wording is actually changing to um, low trigger. And so the idea is it's kind of a warm hug. It's a breath of fresh air. It's a chance to read something. And it's not necessarily plot driven. There is a plot, but it's just kind of a chance to kind of take a deep breath and step back from what you're reading. Um, I've seen on, and I believe it's her name is Megan the T is on TikTok, and she does a really great job of breaking down what cozy fantasy is. Um, and the one way that she breaks it down is it is like the beginning of Lord of the Rings when they're just in the Shire. It's as if though you've never left the Shire. You're just chilling out there and experiencing life in the process. So Sarah, what did you think of this book? Why are you laughing? Because we all know. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> we know. I found it was bland and a very superficial examination of whatever it was trying to talk about, which seemed to be the lack of meaning in existence. Um, <laughs> the lack of meaning in existence. I mean, like, that's what you're talking about. It's like you don't exist for a particular purpose. You're just kind of like, you know, living for the moment. But it's like that's all that they talk about. Like, duh. 
Like there's no sense of like, oh, wow, I never thought of this before. Or this really opened my mind to a different thought, like just like different concepts. It's like, so I would argue that I would argue that the majority of people on this planet have not considered the fact that they are just animals and that things aren't there for their want, need and consumption at all points. Um, for people who have read a lot of books and for people who have read a lot of particularly science fiction or maybe we're Star Trek fans or that sort of thing, um, these concepts are very basic. Um, but your average reader, these are not basic concepts. Um, and so I, I think it makes an easy introduction to science fiction and a concept that for us is basic for other people is not basic. And the idea isn't to like, like it's not supposed to be profound. Like if you're talking about- But it's written lacking- like it is. It's like a little novella. It's like, oh, they have these philosophical conversations. It just comes off as like, it's supposed to be a profound book and maybe oh, it's no. not supposed it, to, but most I, yeah, books I that are in this format, there's usually something more there. You don't just like scoop the fluff up and then it's the bottom of the bowl with this novel. It's like there's nothing there. There's nothing. It's I think just that's the, the entire point. Forest. It's so boring. Like like Lord of the Rings, the beginning where they're just walking through forests and stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. think that's the part that people really enjoy that much, but I guess I'm not a cozy fantasy person. I want my books to actually do something. Now, I will say, I enjoyed this read. I could not read this all the time. I would I would be bored of this to read it. Even to read the next book, had we read, and we're going to read the next book, had we jumped right into it, I would probably have gotten bored with that quite quickly. I like high stakes in my reading, um, and this had none of it. You know, I kind of thought we got, it kind of got exciting when the bear showed up, and I'm like, okay, there's going to be a bear attack. No. Um, you know, so yeah, I, 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 get, there's I the author would have more to say, but then I remember, I didn't remember, but it's like I had read one of her other books and I had forgotten it because again, it doesn't have much sticking power, but um, her writing that is her, I don't know, her, her characters are bland, her concepts are bland. Like in the book I read, which was a long way to a small. Yeah. Oh, people and rave on that mean, book. I mean, like, it was fine. I gave it a four, but like, the aliens were just like Star Trek aliens were just like people in costumes. They don't really seem alien. They're just bipeds mm. that look slightly different. And like this robot, it's like again, it was just like this dorky human character, but it was a robot. And I was like, I don't. This. I, and I will say, I do not disagree with. Shallow. It's not developed. Yeah. And, and I do not disagree with anything you just said. You're you're absolutely right. It's shallow. Yeah. It's 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 bland. It it has um, it pretends at high concepts. Um, but I, as Amber said, that's its intention. Yeah. Um, and the I, fact I, that I it's think- it's short and isn't is a quick easy read makes it less uh unbearable because so many people that do try to write these kind of high you know it's not the foundation series you know where they're trying so damn hard to be 
you know, or Dune, you know, you've got these big things going on. This isn't trying to do that. It's just trying to write a story um, and a short story at that. It's not a long one. And so. (laughs) And and I will, I will say for me, you know, you talk about how it it isn't profound. Um, I actually did find it to be profound, but I found it to be profound in the reminder that we are not special. And that sounds really weird. I, I recognize that sounds really weird, but as I was reading it and for me, like I have lots of anxiety and I always feel like I'm failing at life and I have depression and, and I always feel like I'm missing something. So to read this and get to the end of it and it kind of have that reminder that you can feel all these things, but in the end, you're just existing was so soothing. Um, it, it helps me kind of step back. And like I said, I keep saying, take a deep breath. And it was nice to read something. And I was looking at this character who, you know, they think, oh, if I make this change in my life, then I'll feel more fulfilled. And Dex makes that change. Sibling Dex goes from working on gardens to being a team monk. And Dex thought that they were going to have that profound satisfaction from suddenly being a team monk. And then they realized, oh, I've got to put in this hard work. And then they're, they've done it and they've, they've conquered it and they're still not happy. And so I could relate to that, that sense of you're trying to find that thing that you're told constantly you should find that everyone else has, and you're somehow lacking it. And then to get to the end and the robot's like, no, you're, you're just an animal. Why are you any more different than the bear why are you any more special than this and i think the fact that the robot is as you put it kind of bland and not special is to emphasize that there really is no difference between the robots and the humanity the only difference is the robots have more time it in uh Moscap says that like the, the only change is that I have time. My cohorts have time to just sit there and stare at Watch the wagmites grow. (laughs) You didn't find that funny? Sarah? Who are you to owe me? Yeah, you didn't find it funny them staring at stalagmites growing? No. (laughs) I thought it was hilarious. So I, I found it a nice reminder to myself to kind of step back and give myself breathing room. So, and I think for a lot of people who enjoy it, it is that kind of nice reminder that you can keep pushing forward, but things are going to be unexpected and they're not always going to be satisfying and fulfilling. And that's okay. (laughs) You do not look like any of that had any effect, Sarah. (laughs) Okay, fine, whatever. Yeah, I mean, does that I mean, change your perspective of it or does it matter to you and life is going to end and everyone should just know that life's going to end? It's like I already knew all this information that Moscap is imparting upon the sibling decks with so much gravitas. And it's like, okay. <laughs> I didn't even feel like there was and, gravitas to it. And sibling decks is like, oh, I've been helping people. Why don't I feel fulfilled? It's like, well, welcome to the service industry. Like, <laughs> What did you expect going into customer service? (laughs) 
but I, I do think that it's fair to say that, that a lot of people go through life and think, and this is not you, Sarah, in any way, shape or form. You, you're not out there running around looking for the, that job that's going to fulfill you, you know, completely. You've, you've, you've done your life the way you want to do your life. And that's fantastic. There's a lot of people who, um, Sarah's like, I have not done my life the way I want. I'm a pessimist. No, 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 no. And I have no way out. And I have to accept it. Because life is but you accept but but you accept it. No, whatever whatever route you accept it from, you accept it. There are a lot of people who quit a job, quit a job, try the next and get excited for the next. I did that for years when when I was a young adult, if I got mad at a coworker or if the, I wasn't feeling great, quit. I'm going to get another job. And then I'd be like, okay, this is it. This is the fantastic job. It's wonderful. It took me until I was in my forties to find a job that I was like, okay, wait a minute. This is, this is fulfilling my needs. Um, took me a long time. And mine would fulfill my needs if I was making enough money to live off. <laughs> But so, yeah, it's uh, like I said, I don't disagree with what you're saying as far as the story is that it's not, it's not profound, um, but it can be soothing. Um, and that's yeah. what this type of read is supposed to be is soothing and maybe reassuring to people. Um, I, it, this book is profoundly popular, not profoundly. Um, no, no, it's, yeah, but it ex is extremely it is. popular. Because people are just like, yeah, I can just and relax is, into this story. And this is a budding genre type. Um, one of the first ones that did it is Legend and Lattes. Uh, we've, I, well, Kim and I have discussed it before. Um, one that I absolutely love, but Sarah will never allow me to pick it. She does <laughs> not like this cozy fantasy. Is uh, Treason Without Tea by Rebecca Thorne. Like it is, and it, it's it's. Growing and growing cozy fantasy and tea because apparently that, that's a thing. It's a thing. Soothing. A lot of the times, the cozy fantasies are set in locations where it's customer service, so bookshops, cafes, um, and the idea is for a lot of people a hot beverage, coffee, tea, hot chocolate, um, is soothing. And so I think the reason why tea gets used in a lot of these things, or or coffee legends and lattes has lattes um is because taking the time to stop and have a, a comforting drink helps people reset and the entire notion of cozy fantasies is that you can read them and they give you a chance to reset yourself before you head into your next book that's what i understand the correlation to be which is why they tend to be included in it is it's almost like a symbolic reminder of what this book is trying to achieve, which is just to give you a breath, give you a moment, let you drink your cup. That's strange. What? Hmm? What did you say? You said it tripped. It, it glitched. And I said, "A frustration." <laughs> a cup of frustration? No, a moment of frustration. A frustration. Okay. Okay. So yeah, it, it's this, and I think, I think a lot of this genre um, comes out of response also from the pandemic. Um, I don't know. I think there was a huge correlation between the entire world having this like catastrophic experience, and this was people's way to like 
counter that is let's develop something where we all get to step out of our stressful lives and just believe that some people are happily out there just running a cafe just serving tea and listening to our problems and they are quite content to just be there offering that service um i don't know i can hear themselves I was gonna say I can hear Sarah's inner dialogue. Yeah, because you know that person serving you that coffee isn't thinking all of the evil things about you as you just ordered your twenty ingredient coffee or whatever. Yeah, and I think that's that's and they have like to deal with we, angry people every single goddamn uh-huh. day because no one has any decency anymore. Oh, and I, yeah. I think that's you know looking at sibling decks. Like he, the sibling Dex, they don't know why they're so unfulfilled, but they are not addressing the fact that they are having emotional trauma dumped on them day after day after day, multiple times a day. These people come just to lay it out so that they can feel better. How can you be fulfilled when you are the dumping ground for someone else's emotions? An emotional toilet. That is that's completely and utterly the service that Dex is providing is to be in an emotional toilet. I'm mm-hmm. going to hear everything that you feel upset about, and then I'm going to give you the perfect tea. And maybe you'll tip me. Maybe you'll tip me. <laughs> the one that, the one development I liked that I think was unique to Dex is. The fact that he was a plant grower before that was his previous, they, sorry, they, um, and so they incorporated what they had learned already into what they wanted to do in the future. Um, but again, that only satisfied them for a period of time and then they wanted more. Um, yeah. Anyway, we could go into social aspects of a lot of this. Oh what? I didn't know there was I didn't know there was a lead in next to me and then suddenly there was very loud purring as I moved my blanket. And I was <laughs> like that's not Daenerys. Daenerys doesn't purr when I move the blanket. And then I looked over and it was cuz Lean was actually tucked up against my leg while the boys are fighting in front of me. Mm. These are the cats for anyone who's been wondering where the cats are. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I've got a dog that wants to be fed. <laughs> yeah, I think the boys are fighting cuz they're hungry. They're angry. <laughs> they're like they're laid out, going. It's like doing little fisty cups with each other across the bed. <laughs> okay, so did you guys have anything else you want to discuss about this story, or no? So I know not particularly. Sarah's, I know Sarah's not excited to read the next one. Are you excited to read the next one, Kim? I'm interested to read the next one. Um, okay. I am happy that we didn't jump into it immediately. If we had read one right after another. So basically, if I didn't have the darkness that was, um, what, what's it called? A the one we education. just, a deadly education. And then Gideon the ninth, um, between when I read that one and now then, yeah, it, it wouldn't be as, I wouldn't be as looking for excited to, to jumping into it. Yeah. Are you actually going to read it, Sarah? Yes. Oh, don't you, lie. You can- you can spare an hour of your life to read like 120 pages. It takes longer than that. Oh. Not for I mean, me. Like when you have to force yourself to 
I was going to say, when you have to stop to roll your eyes every other word, it, it takes a while <laughs> to like, get I through it. like a couple pages, and then I'm like, I'm bored. So I just dropped the book and go find something else <laughs> to do. That's what kept happening with this one. Oh, man. That's a good thing we're giving you a little extra time to read it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So funny. Uh, so, Kim, did you have any quotes? Yeah. Give me a minute. Because again, interestingly enough, it came up to exactly what we talked about. Um, the robot, whatever his name is. Mosscap. Mosscap. You're an animal, sibling Dex. You are not separate or other. You're an animal. And animals have no purpose. Nothing has a purpose. The world simply is. So. Yeah, that was my quote. So I have I have two of them. I actually have tons of them, but like two that I want to share. And the first one is on page five. And it says, sometimes a person reaches a point in their life when it becomes absolutely essential to get the fuck out of the city. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. I love that as the means to kind of get this started. And then I enjoyed. Oh, where'd it go? I just had it um, on page 69. Go, because Dex has talked about uh, they're talking about two foxes, and then Dex took note of Mouse Cap's phrasing. So it is correct. Then you wouldn't prefer they or oh no no no. Those sorts of words are for people. Robots are not robots. We're machines, and machines are objects. Objects are its. And he goes, oh, this was not what I thought it was. So I actually have three. And he goes, I'd say you're more than just an object, Dex said. The robot looked a touch offended. I would never call you just an animal, sibling Dex. It turns its gaze to the road, he head held high. We don't have to fall into the same category to be of equal value. And then I had another one. Give me just a moment. Yeah, but then he later on goes on and calls him just an animal. I know. Um where is it? Come back. Okay, there we go. I have one more. Do you want me to go to mine? Uh, no, I, I have it. Okay. okay. Um, I would have thought you could all, I don't know, hear each other, Dex said, ping back or something. Mosscap turned its head slowly. You don't think we're networked, do you? Well, I don't know, are you? Cogs around? No, ugh. Can you imagine? The robot's face was angular in its disgust. Would you want everybody else's thoughts in your head? Would you want even one other person's thoughts in your head? <laughs> I love that. I like, no, no, I very much would not. <laughs> what was yours, Kim? Um, do you not find consciousness alone to be the most exhilarating thing? I like that. Yeah. That's my view I on life. I don't need a God. I don't need a, a, a life after, after my life. I, I need none of that. I live. That's all I need. But yeah. And I think that's what I liked about the most about this book is just you go through and there are phrases or sayings or things that just are delightful. They're not profound to me. They're not unique. But having them all kind of collected together into one little book made them delightful. So I believe our first reading is emotional reaction. 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sarah, what was your emotional reaction to this? On a scale of one to Two. five. Two. <laughs> okay. Kim. Um, probably a four. For me, it was a five. I, I, I had an emotion or emotional reaction was supposed to be the last one. Um, now that I'm talking about it, uh, I, How I enjoyed it. Did you find it? I know I forgot the order. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're on emotional reaction. So we're going to finish up with emotional reaction. Um, I, I had emotional reaction to it. It reminded me to kind of slow down and it's one that I definitely will be coming back to read just so I can kind of remind myself to not be so in my head and then ease of reading kim oh five it was easy to read sarah writing was very simple but it was also so boring um so pointless i <laughs> Like, it should be a five, because, again, it's very easy to read. It doesn't really take any concentration to understand it. Um, but it's, it wasn't, I didn't, I had to force myself to continue. Uh, I'm going to give it a up with four your... and a are you sure that seems too generous that that seems too generous are you are you amber don't 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 her numbers you committed to 4.5 yes it was very easy save for the fact that it was just too boring okay Uh, i gave it a five it was an easy read i enjoyed reading it um then sarah what about your excitement Three is a zero, right? Say that again. Three is a zero. Is that like neutral? Yeah. Not exciting. And so two would be negative. Um, I'm going to give it a flat three. So neutral. You did not hate it. You did not like it. It was not like any excitement. There was no excitement whatsoever. You have more excitement in your voice than than it was <laughs> yes okay kim what's the subject again how exciting uh, i'd say three there was no ex- excitement in it um i mean there I was like that m- lower now no there was that moment of time that i thought the bear might attack i thought there might be some danger in in the wilds it was like a split second so we'll give it a 3.5 because it, it the bear just ambled away. So nothing really happened. Um, so yeah, there's not a lot of excitement in this story, but I don't think it's intended to be exciting. So I would give it a four. Um, I was excited for the robot to appear. I was excited for them to make it to the house. I was excited for them to realize that they have to continue to work together. So alrighty, then Kim, what was your overall rating? Uh, I'll, I'll say four. I'm not really sure what I put. You gave it five. Did I? Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, because when I saw you five. give it a five and I saw Amberly give it a five, I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Gonna enjoy recording this episode. Um, okay, then I'll say a five. It, I, I enjoyed it. It was it was fun. I gave it a five too. It gave me exactly what I was expecting. Oh, sorry, I totally just spoiled your ratings. I know that's why I just went straight to mine before giving yours. <laughs> so what did you rate it, Sarah? A two. Okay. Any final thoughts? Sarah's excited for the next book. <laughs> oh, no primary thoughts. Okay. I like it. On that note, our intro and outro music is by Grant Newman and is called The Battle of the Nile from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Bookpile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. You can also support us on bookshop.org. Our link is available via our social media. You can email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.